Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We're going to a familiar passive scripture. I preached from it several times, preached from it again and again and again. But I want to revisit this today and I feel the Lord drawn to me to share with you something today. I want to help us. I want the Lord to help us. Amen. I want to talk to you today about something I think is very timely. It deals with the issues of our day, our culture. Amen. And uh, uh, how many know the Bible says, John wrote, said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We're to be overcomers, not survivors. We're called to overcome, not survive. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency, the excelling power may be of God, not of us. We're troubled on every side yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal body, our mortal flesh. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. Then he says, we having the same spirit of faith. Everybody say the spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. For which cause we faint not not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. This is a key I want you to look at as well. While we look not at the things which are seen, 
but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I come to tell you today, it's not always like it seems. My title is simply this, A Forgotten Faith. A Forgotten Faith. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We praise you, Lord. Help us, Lord, on this assignment. Lord, to deliver the gift, but also, Lord Jesus, to speak to this church words of life, of hope, of encouragement and strength. Lord, and where there is a need for correction, oh God, help us to rechart our course. Help us to realign with your word. And we're going to give you the praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. A forgotten faith. How many of you remember this song? Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. It don't take a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. Faith is such a wonderful concept. It is the great connector between earth and heaven. It, it, it captures a vision of while I'm living in a present situation, the reality is not what I see. Faith is heaven's currency that we operate in the economy of glory. The Bible tells us without faith it is impossible. It's impossible. Without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is the foundation of your relationship with God. It is the starting point. It is the work through. It is, it is the, the Bible speaks about that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. There will come a day that that faith will be completed. That day will be when we stand before the Lord and our faith will turn into complete reality. But right now, we live by faith. Faith. <clears throat> faith is how you and I approach God. It is how we come to God. Faith is the fuel that causes us to seek God persistently and diligently, believing that He is the one that will touch us. Faith. Faith sees things through the eyes of the Spirit and not through the context of the flesh. So we say faith is the message that things are not as they seem. Faith at times can feel kind of like a paradox. It's a contradiction in terms. It brings both us into a simplistic relationship with God, but a profound relationship with God. Faith is complex, yet down to earth. A little child can operate in faith. And the smartest among us has to stoop themselves and humble themselves to operate in faith. Great minds cannot grasp the depth of how faith functions. There are people that have degrees upon degrees that doesn't have a concept of what faith really is. We find that faith is complicated but also simple in the same time. It is, it is a complex paradox, if you please. Faith has little to do with your feelings. It has little to do with my feelings. And yet when it operates, most assuredly, it will connect to my emotions when faith goes into action. It is good to understand that if I have faith, it will lead me not only to say something, it will lead me to do something. 
Faith comes by speaking and by acting. Faith is how I can reach out and touch the untouchable. Believe for the impossible. Reach for the unreachable. Faith is how I can move that which cannot be moved. Faith speaks to things that don't have ears and mountains that cannot be moved any other way. Faith. Faith is how that I can go from this tangible physical realm and reach into the invisible and say, God, I claim your promise and I say amen to the promise of God by faith. The writer of Hebrews gives us the nature of faith when he said in Hebrews 11 and 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Say that with me. Faith of things and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the means, the currency by which we act to touch God. Faith is the method. It is the foundation but also the substance, the proof. Faith is the same, at the same time proof and method. Proof and method. The word substance here is hupotasis in the Greek, which means a support under or one that carries under. It's, it's the confidence. It's the substance. It's the essence. Faith is the essence of things not seen. And it is the proof of things not seen. This is demonstrated when we begin to study the life of Christ where the writer of Hebrews says that of Him being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His persons. Same word, Greek word, hupotasis. He, he is the image. Jesus Christ is both the substance and the image of God. That's why we worship Him as God. Not just a mere reflection of God. Amen. But He is God. He is substance and He is proof. Woo! He is the reality of the invisible made visible. Jesus Christ. So faith has a, a, a foundation and it shows us how we touch God from the visible to the invisible. Faith will produce a testimony in your life. James tells us that faith without works is dead. Faith has action. Amen. Faith is revealed by our actions and by our words. The action of faith is that we understand that the elders received a good report because of what they said and what they did. Faith. Faith. Faith looks at things dif differently. We are constantly aware today of the natural world around us. We are constantly uh, reminded of the effects of sin and problems around us. Pain reminds us uh, of this world. Suffering and violence and abuse and, and destruction and depression and sickness and death and anxiety and disorders and dysfunction. Uh, injustice and hurts and offenses and problems all abound around us. That's what we see. We open our eyes and we see a world that is on a collision course to Armageddon. We open our eyes and we see a culture that is intoxicated by Babylon's brew. We open our eyes and we see doctors that are telling us, here is your diagnosis. That's what we see. We open our eyes and we see a world that is broken and hurt and unfixable. We are the, we are the age of Humpty Dumpty. Broken. 
It is obvious that society is, is sinking into a sea of turmoil and trouble. Watch the news and you can see it. The perplexing battle of complex issues that face before us. It's not just one side against another side. It is a, a storm. It is a hurricane. It is a whirlwind, if you please, of trouble, of turmoil, of issues that we're wondering what the answer is. The writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 11 and 3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Listen to this, so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. It's not what it looks like. God is looking for faith. Jesus it says in Luke, it tells us that, that the Lord is looking for faith on the earth. The question is then, what am I looking at? If God is looking at for faith, what am I looking at? Am I looking at the issues before me and saying, that's a reality. That's real. Or can I by faith say, I look beyond this present reality that is just as real as can be, but I see a greater reality in the invisible realm where my God is bigger than this reality. My God is greater than my present diagnosis. My God is greater than my present mental state. My God is greater than the disease that racks my body. My God is greater than the trouble in my head. My God is great. My God is greater than the turmoil in our culture. Our culture, it's, it's, he's greater than the collapse in our society. Faith says, I don't look at things as they appear. I see them as they are by faith. Faith. Amen. People of faith are told, you're just not living in the real world. I've had people tell me in pastoring, in, 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 somewhere south of here when we pastored before, I had, a, I had a, a sister that says, well, you and Sister Gill don't live in the real world. Thank God. If that's your definition of the real world. But I would have to submit to you that people of faith truly do live in the real world. Do you remember the prophet that his servant went out and he saw all the host of Syria around about them and said, Oh, what are we going to do? What did the prophet say? Oh, you need a fresh vision. You need to see things as they really are. It is not what you see in the natural. God opened his eyes and he saw the host of heaven that was so much greater than the host that was around them. Amen. Somebody declared, That's faith. That's faith. We look unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. Faith looks at things differently and sees things in a different reality. There are all kinds of faith listed throughout Scripture. But if you read through Hebrews chapter 11 that we began with that defines for us the essence of faith, you begin to study that Abel worshipped by faith. We find that Enoch walked by faith. Noah worked by faith. Abraham obeyed by faith. 
Sarah conceived by faith. Abraham sacrificed the thing that he loved the most by faith. By faith, he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. By faith, Isaac blessed his family concerning things to come. By faith, Joseph saw that the people of Israel would not stay in Egypt, so take my bones with you when you go. By faith, Moses refused the identity of Egypt. By faith, Moses picked suffering over opulence of sin by faith Moses endured not fearing the wrath of Pharaoh by faith Israel went through the Red Sea it is by faith that the Jericho walls fell down and came tumbling down it was by faith that a section of them stood where Rahab was that protected her and she did not perish amen faith is how saints live Both in the Old Testament and New Testament, faith is how saints live. The just shall live by faith. Believers stand by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Promises of God come by faith. We overcome by faith. We are the children of God by faith. Christ dwells in our hearts by faith. Amen. But I want to submit to you today that we're living in an hour where I believe that we have a faith that we have forgotten. A faith that we've made secondary rather than number one a faith that we have put on the back shelf a faith that we stuck in the place of the spare tire rather than the driving force of our life I believe and I know bad things happen I believe and know that troubles will come your way Anybody know that? You've had trouble in your life. You've had hurt in your life. You've had pain in your life. You've had grief in your life. You've had issues with your body, issues with your mind. Amen. Those troubles come. But I want to say this, that you and I need to have a faith that rises up and say, I look at things differently than the world. I look at things differently than unbelievers. Hallelujah. David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all. Oh, Job said that, 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 that I was born in times of trouble. My mom brought me into the day in, in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. The psalmist said trouble is near. Somebody shout and praise God. Trouble is near. So, what? You know what? Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation. Somebody ought to shout that you got some problems. Somebody ought to shout that you've got some anxiety. Somebody ought to shout that you've got an issue because God said, I'll show I'll show you a reality. Hallelujah, I'll show you a reality that is bigger than this present thing that you see right now. Amen, because God sees what you cannot see. He's working in an area that's not natural, but faith will take us from this present present day. Amen, situation to God's answer. I'm concerned that in particularly the American church has put faith in a secondary place rather than number one. First place. Paul said like this, we are troubled on every side. Here's how some of today's church will read this verse. We are troubled on every side. We are perplexed. We are persecuted. We are cast down. But faith says it like this. We're troubled on every side, 
yet not distressed. (laughs) The present world says, I've got trouble everywhere. And there is. But faith says, but I am not distressed. I refuse to let it determine who I am, what I'm going to deal with. Yes, there's trouble, but I'm not distressed. Oh, praise be to God. Hallelujah. Are you ready to go? Hallelujah. Are you ready? Just buckle up a little bit. We're going to ride for a while. The flight might get bumpy, so you need to keep your seatbelt buckled. But that doesn't mean you can't stand and say amen. Praise God. We're troubled on every side. Trouble, there's hardships. That's what it means. There's narrow press passages. Wait, there's pressure. There's circumstance of pressure. Anybody feel pressure today? Anybody feel pressure today? Pull up to the pump. Do you feel pressure today? Do you feel pressure about your school and your kids going to school? Do you feel pressure about your job and what's going on in your world? Do you feel pressure? But he said, but we are not distressed. Amen. We are pressed, but we're not crushed. We're pressed, but we're not crushed. Hallelujah. Faith said. That's what faith says. He said we're persecuted. The word means abused, harassed, mistreated. They post something about me and hurt my feelings. (laughs) So I guess I just have to quit going to church. Where's the shout? Where's the shout? Where's the amen? Oh, this is so bad. Lord, help me guard my mouth. We are, we're under this pressure cooker of today. Then quit watching the news. Can I get a deeper amen than that? Quit following every every little political thing that's going on today. It's corrupt. It's a mess. I choose to have faith that looks beyond the corrupt and the mess. And I say, God, you're going to take care of me. Oh, somebody say, I've got to have faith. Persecuted, abused, mistreated. But he said, not forsaken. I'm not left helpless. So somebody hurt your feelings. So somebody offended you and wounded you. Grow up. Hallelujah. Pick up your, pick up your purse, ladies, and walk like my mama. Mm, grab that purse, put it under your arm, and walk like my mama. Hallelujah. That was a, 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 every image I see. Here's, here's not even five foot, hardly. And she can walk around with the authority of the Holy Ghost in her purse. Amen. If you're a man, pick up your britches and walk like a man and realize this world does not have the last say in my mind. This world does not have the last say in my family. The world does not have the last say in my body. I've got a faith. A faith that I can't forget. He said we're cast down. We're knocked down. (laughs) but we are not knocked out. Knocked down, but not destroyed. 
We have not been abolished. We have been perhaps hurt badly, but we're not ruined. Quit following the hurt badly, only paying attention to the hurt badly, only paying attention to being cast down, only paying attention to the persecution, only paying attention to the issues of hurt and pain and pressure. You ought to thank God you're standing here today in the house of the Lord and what the devil meant to harm you. Amen. His weapon did not prosper and it will not prosper. His weapon did not prosper and it will not prosper. I've got a I'm talking about a faith that can face anything. A faith that can endure anything. A faith that can overcome anything. Problems come. Troubles come. Cancer can come. Diabetes can come. Divorce can come. Issues can happen. Crisis and turmoils. Depression and anxiety. But it will not win unless you forget your faith. We possess this perfect treasure in an imperfect vessel. We're vulnerable, but the treasure is not. We can break, but the treasure can't. We're limited, but the treasure isn't. We are susceptible to maladies and issues of this world, but the treasure cannot be tainted by it. It cannot be. Mm. Hallelujah. God's not standing in heaven, y'all, right now, twiddling his thumb, saying, What in the world am I going to do? I wish I had somebody catch this today and say, here's here's what I refuse to forget. I refuse to forget to have radical, fanatical, dynamic, uh, audacious faith. I refuse to... I'm not hanging up my faith no matter what I see here. I look beyond this world and I see a God that is working in the unseen. So my advice is you stop stop paying attention to your feelings and get up and say, God, today belongs to you. You said you'd never leave me or forsake me. I may feel horrible. My blood pressure may be high. My diabetes may be high. But I still believe you're the healer and you're going to take care of me. My anxiety may be high. My issues may be high. But I know a God who is bigger than my issue. I know a God who is greater than cancer. Come on, don't forget your faith. Don't forget your faith. Don't forget to believe. Trust God. Hallelujah. Radical, audacious faith says, I look at life differently. Faith says, I go to God first. Number one. I'm about to date myself. Not dear Abby. For all you young folks, you can Google it later, but don't believe what you Google. Stop living by Google. Praise be to God. 
I'm about the middle now. Hang on. Audacious faith says, my present state, my present state does not define me. My present body condition does not define me. My present bank account does not define me. What people say about me doesn't define me. But what defines me is what the Word says. It's what the Word says. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house today. Radical, audacious faith says, I can't see him, but I believe he's there. It says, I can't feel him, but I know he's there. It says, though he slay me. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So you had a bad day. Let your faith rise up. So you're not happy. Where's my amenners? Our world is so wrapped in being happy and fulfilled and satisfied and got to have everything, you know, just, just got to have everything happening so, so, so. And you know what? He never promised you a rose garden. Tingling, But he promised you that you would be an overcomer. And it might be the day they bury you in the ground that you are the ultimate overcomer. But throw your shoulders back and say, I choose to believe that I'm more than a conqueror through him. I'm preaching to somebody today that you need to throw out the psychology of this world and say, I know what God says. I know what God says. I know what this word said. And it's my number one response. Hallelujah. I know what the word says. God's love has no limit. Let's go there. His resources have no measure. Let's go there. As Pastor David said earlier, his grace is new every day. His mercy is new every day. Let's go there. He is unparalleled. He is unprecedented. He is unbeatable. I read things like, I read just a headline the other day. Christianity is about to die. Christianity is about to die. Um, how long ago was it that Jesus rose from the grave? What Was it what, over 2,000 years ago? Did, did the world go through a dark ages? and Did, 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 did the church die then? Mm-mm. Hey man, I want to tell you, the enemy would like for you to think that, but we need to have faith that says, that is a present reality I don't subscribe to. You may think about that way in the earth, but I see beyond that, and I see through audacious, radical faith, my God's got this, and I'm going to be okay. Come on, you believe that today? Radical, audacious faith does not ignore trouble. It just simply sees another reality beyond trouble. The Apostle Paul didn't ignore his fears. He didn't ignore his problems. He said, we got them. We're trouble. 
This is what, what he wrote to the Corinthian church uh, even a little bit later uh, from, from our, our beginning text of 2 Corinthians 4. He wrote to them a little bit later and he says, we're troubled on every side. He said, without our fightings and within our fears. He's being real. But I'm telling you today, we live in a world that's hanging on that reality only. Hanging on that reality only. Yeah, I got troubles on, on, on the outside and I got fears on the inside. But he's the same one that says, I'm not going to be totally defeated. I'm going to overcome because I've got a treasure in this earthen vessel that makes a difference. Stop comparing yourself with the world that doesn't know God, that doesn't know faith. Square your shoulders back and say, I am going to be okay. He said, all those things that we mentioned earlier. Let me pick up the reading in that same chapter after he talks about persecution, distress, and perplexity, and all this kind of stuff that he was dealing with. He said in verse 13 something I want to point to you. 2 Corinthians 4.13. We have in the same spirit of faith, the same spirit. Do you see that little S? Faith has an attitude. That's what that means. We develop an attitude or a spirit of faith. And we're letting the devil write the playbook. I said, we're letting the devil write the playbook. Huh? uh Ain't happening. I need to go back and understand that there is a faith that has an attitude. There is a way of... He, he said... He said, according as it is written, I believed, then what did he do? Therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and what do we do? Therefore we speak. Faith comes out here and goes to here and to here. It comes out our mouth and goes to our hands, our feet, and what we do and where we go and what we subscribe to. He says, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ shall raise up us also by Jesus and present us with you. For all things are for your sakes. Everything you're going through, every bad day to every depressed day to every sick day, all has one ultimate goal. What is that? That the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. I would not know the glory of God if I hadn't known my issues, if I hadn't had my struggles, if I never experienced a pain or a problem, I would never know that there's a God that could solve them. If I'd never been through something, I would never know a God that could cover anything. All things are for your sake. Stop bellyaching about what you're going through and start looking at what God wants to do in what you're going through. He wants you to bring it to a place so his glory can be displayed. But it takes radical, audacious faith. 
And so we need that word to be spoken through us that we may act upon it. Amen. Jump down to verse 18 if you don't mind, please. Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 18. Listen to this. We look not at the things which are seen. But pastor, I have this problem. Yeah, I see that. But I'll raise you the next part. But the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Then look at another passage of scripture in Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. We're talking about what you say by faith. And what you do by faith. Don't forget to have faith. Romans 10 and 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Hmm. Come here, Zach. Come here, Gavin. Man, two handsome young men. Give them a great big hand. Great big hand. Well, y'all look good today. I'm going to put a brick on your head. Okay. Now this young man represents the word of God and the faith that comes from the word of God. This young man represents the word that comes from other sources. Okay. Whether it be the word of Facebook, the word of media, the word of Hollywood, the word of experts, the word of science. This is the word, okay? And Paul puts it like this. He said, the word is nigh thee, even in your mouth. What word you hang around with will determine what comes out your mouth. If you hang around the word of God, which Paul said we preach unto you, then that's going to come out of your mouth. That's what you're going to speak. You're going to speak hope. You're going to speak heaven. You're going to speak the invisible. You're going to speak that my God can. I will overcome. But if you begin to hang around with the things of the world and all that the world has to offer, though it looks and seems plausible and good and well-intentioned, I want to tell you that the next thing you'll say is, my dad and mom treated me so badly. My church hurt my feelings. I told you I was going to meddle. I just feel so bad about all this mask issue. I feel so bad. All these disease, I'm going to go Google it. You can live by the word of Google or you can live by the word of God. It's whatever you stay closest to that will come out of your mouth. You, you show somebody that is full of doubt and fear and I'll show you where they're hanging out. You show me somebody that's full of God and believe in God and yes you can and I'll make it until my dying day. I'll show you somebody that's hanging by the word of God. Whatever word is close to you will come out of your mouth. Oh, praise be to God. Thank you guys. Thank you. Praise God.
I had a brother that got into a man's heart pills. He was two years old. My, my brother at that time was two years old. Got into heart pills, heart medicine. Opened up and swallowed those heart pills. When they realized we were in Louisiana, far from doctors, far from getting to the hospital. But my mom and dad knew of a prayer meeting that was going on. Grabbed my brother, two years old, and ran to that prayer meeting. And they, when he got there, they were in a circle praying. Took him and dropped that two-year-old boy right in that prayer meeting. Didn't have time to listen to what science said. Didn't have time to listen to what the doctor says. Couldn't Google it. Why do you keep going on that, Pastor? Because I believe you're believing things that are contrary to the Word of God and you need to shut it down. That's why anxiety and fear and doubt and all these things come upon you. It's because it's what words you're listening to. And so they put him in the middle of that prayer meeting. And though my brother should have died from that overdose of heart medicine, amen, he revived and came out of it and was okay. Why? Because there's a word of faith that says that's where I'm going to hang out. I'm not going to forget what my God has done and how he can move. I just want to tell you, he's still a miracle working God. I don't care what this world says. He's still the healer. He's still the deliverer. He still will provide your needs. Come on and praise him in this house. Hallelujah. A giant stood nine plus feet tall, hollering at the armies of Israel, saying, I defy anybody to come fight me. But if you can have someone come fight me and they win, then we'll serve you. But if I beat him, you're going to serve us. You know what King Saul did and the armies of Israel said? It's bad. It's really bad. We're going to find out, you know, is there a way around this? Can we... Can we, can we compromise? Can we have a discussion about this? See what we can do to get out from under this. Is it really bad? And they went and hid behind the rocks. And about a 15-year-old pimple-faced teenager shows up bringing pizzas. All meat. Amen. Brother Buddy, I'm trying to help you out. Pizzas. Cheese and bread. And he shows up and everybody's hiding. And he said, what in the world is going on here? What are y'all doing? Oh, you haven't heard yet, have you? You haven't seen yet, have you? And so out comes Goliath morning and evening, belching out his mess. And everybody's hiding behind rocks and saying, what are we going to do? And one young man says, isn't there a cause? Isn't there a reason that we should, should we put up with this? Would to God that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ would say, are we just supposed to put up with this? Are we just supposed to deal with it and go on? Maybe you will have to deal with it like Paul's thorn in the flesh. But you'll also have a word that says, 
God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Whether you get rid of it or you go through it, you're still an overcomer. Because his grace is sufficient for you. But here's David and he's saying, isn't there a cause? And, and who is this, this, this giant that to defy the armies of the Lord? Do you see how David saw, one person saw something different? It's because of what he was hanging around with. And he walks out with a sling and a stone. But he also already knew. I remember the bear. I remember the lion. Hallelujah. And this guy is going to fall just like they did. Come on and give God praise right now. One had forgotten faith. The other had faith. The 12 spies that were commissioned by Moses went into the promised land. Ten of those spies said, we can't. We can't. We can't. There's giants everywhere. Amen. We're grasshoppers. We can't. Joshua and Caleb said, uh, yes, we can. Matter of fact, we are well able to go in because they're giants. How can we miss? Hallelujah. What is it? What's the difference? One had faith and one didn't have faith. One had faith and one didn't have faith. Amen. Paul said, I believe, therefore I speak. We need audacious faith that says, I believe, therefore I speak. But we're trying to speak without the faith. I don't care how many good mental words you have, if you don't have faith... And have a spiritual context that reaches into the unseen world. How many of you believe that we ought to pray for a sickness in your body? You believe the Bible says, is there any sick among you? Let them do what? Let them do what? Say it out. Call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint with oil. And the prayer of faith will raise them up. Is that what the word says? Okay. Hallelujah. Well... We're living in a day where that is now option three and four. Let me share with you what I'm trying to explain to you. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. I've taught you and Bishop has taught you read things in context. Don't just take one verse to make a doctrine out of it, but read it in context. Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Somebody say truth. Rejoice, let your moderation be known to all men for the Lord is hand. And then we read this verse, be careful. That word careful there is anxious or worried for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And we stop there. Well, if you just go pray, everything will be fine. And that's true. But the way we think of praying is like some kind of drive through McDonald's experience. I like to have one miracle of, of my mind being healed and a side of fries, please. We're going to go through the drive through We're going to get our, our miracle. Y'all, you've done unleash me today. So, ride. 
And so here, we go through our, our, our you know, the process. And so we're going to pray, and we tell people, just pray and pray through. But what we, what we are missing is the fact that sometimes praying through doesn't mean you go through a, a, a drive-through and you just come to church and get one little dab and it'll do you. But sometimes it requires intense persistent, prevailing, seeking God more than just a five-second prayer. It may be a five-minute prayer. It may be a five-hour prayer. My dad stood that same brother of mine that 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 was two years old and the Lord healed him of that 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 medicine amen when he was about eight years old succumbed to a fever they put him in the hospital packed him in ice and and the doctors couldn't figure out how to get the how to get the temperature down and they told my mom and dad if he makes it through the night I'll be surprised you know what my dad did? My dad stood all night long in the doorway and he prayed all night long. I defy the death angel from coming in this room. You cannot enter in. You cannot be here. He prayed all night long. That's where I think we're missing the concept of praying through. We want to now bless me, Jesus, quickly. Let's get it done. Fix all my issues so I can go and have a happy... No, it might mean that you've got to intercede and call out to God but he said if you'll call upon me I will hear you stop putting God in your microwave box where you can do three minutes and it's done but keep believing every day when you get up fear you're not going to get me today worry you're not going to get me today doubt you're not going to have me today come on and praise him in this house Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known. And I've broken the scripture down for you more than once. But I want to show you. And the response is, and the peace of God, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall. He may not heal your body. But you can have peace nonetheless. I wish somebody had just taken off a lap right then. The peace of God, which passes what you can't understand, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And a lot of people do not connect this next verse with this whole train of thought. But he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report. If there be any virtue, if there, that's courage there. If there be any courage, if there be any praise, think on these things. He first says, go pray, then correct your thinking. We're trying to correct thinking without faith to pray through. We need both today. We need prayer that says, I'm going to keep praying until I believe and see the hand of God move. But until then, what's everything? You know what? There'd be a lot less people having nightmares if they quit watching some of these horror movies. That don't take a Philadelphia lawyer to understand. Quit watching 
See, I don't know what they are out there, but I'm just going to say what comes to my mind. Quit watching the, the, the wolf and the vampire all beating up on each other. Quit watching about some of this junk. If you have a movie, if you have a movie that you're watching and it's full of sorcery and witchcraft, you will diminish your ability to overcome and you will have nightmares over it. You see, there is a commonality of, of faith and then thinking right. Thinking right means you put the right stuff in your brain and you keep the right stuff in your brain, but you begin by prayer and seeking God. Why? Because nothing happens in this world, in this physical world, until you first touch it in the spiritual world. Nothing. Nothing. We have a need today for audacious faith. I'm about to wrap up. That means I've got a few more minutes. Put up Psalm 1611 for me, please. How many of you believe the Word of God? You believe the Word of God is true, okay? Thou wilt show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy. I need to quit complaining about my lack of joy if I'm not getting in his presence. If I don't show up to church for a while and I'm wondering where my joy went, ah, Pastor Dylan, i got to get back to the house of God and get in his presence and worship and praise the Lord. Or I need to get to my prayer closet and get in his presence because in his presence, oh, Pastor, you're, you're just simplifying it. You're just making it very simple. No, I'm telling you what the Word says. The Word says if I get in his presence, I'll find the fullness of joy. Jesus said, I will give you joy that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. It's not just simply that I can just think the right things. I've got to have faith to believe that God will get me through and that he'll help me with my mind. We preach. Don't have water. Well, I know what we do. We make valleys full of ditches. Isn't that what they did in the Old Testament? You and your son are going to eat your last meal and die. What do you do? Oh, you make the man of God a cake first. Then you go die. No. What happens is that they flip the script and God supplies their needs and keeps them, sustains that widow woman of Zarephath by Elijah being in her house. Amen. When she thought she was going to cook her last meal and die. No. When she obeyed the man of God, when she obeyed the word of God, her life changed. You got a Red Sea in front of you? What you going to do? What you gonna, go Google that and see if you can get across. What you going to do? How are you going to get by it? No. You listen to what the word of the Lord says. Raise your rod, Moses. Amen. You do what doesn't make sense. You do what doesn't seem like it. It's just impossible. Pharaoh's coming behind you, but raise that rod and believe that God is going to supply your need. Hallelujah. That's the concept of faith. I can't afford to forget it. Are you blind today? Listen to the word of God. Go wash in the pool of Shalom. Amen. Whatever he says, trust him that God can heal you. Need a victory in your life? You feel defeated? You feel run down? You feel it's as if you can't Oh, well, why don't you send the praise team out first? These are not just stories. They're principles that show us how to have victory. Need to conquer an incurable disease? God just may say, go dip seven times in a muddy Jordan River. Need healing? You need victory? Then let your audacious faith rise up with you that says, I believe, therefore I speak.
I believe, therefore I think. I think. I think. I think. My God is able. Hallelujah. Stand your feet right now and, and begin to tell the Lord, I believe. I'm not going to lay my faith down in this generation. I'm going to believe that you are able, God, able to still heal my body, still able, Lord, to touch me. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the malady. It doesn't matter what the issue. It doesn't matter what giant is in front of you. Your first defense ought to be, God, here I come. I'm bringing my need to you. My first action ought to be, I fall at your feet. And I believe you, God. You're my sustainer. You're my healer. I am not preaching to you that you ought to not have problems with your mind. If you live in 2022, chances are you got problems right here because of the world that we're living in. It's like a vice. Everywhere around it's pressure. It's, it's just pressure. What's the first line of defense? Jesus, here I come. Lord, here I come. I'm casting all my care on you. Come unto me, ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Do we believe the word? Do you believe the word today? Do you believe that God is able to take whatever pressure you're dealing with and, and he may take it from you or he may give you the ability to deal with it, but he'll help you overcome. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm not defined by my malady. I'm defined by the word of God. I'm an overcomer. Is there anybody that's got some issues in your life tonight? Or today, you got any issues? You got any physical issues? You got any mental issues? You got any financial situations? You got things that are pressuring on your life? Then why don't you come and say, my God, you're able to take care of this. Lord, my God, you're able to heal me. Lord, you're able to thrill me. But Lord, if I have to live through it, let me be like Job. Though you slay me, still I will trust you. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.